honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Again, Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Great to be back on board once again. Timberwolves explosion, a Friday morning here. Ready to rock and roll, talk some Timberwolves basketball, at least in this sense. No games to review, but we will be previewing four games. And a very tiny, brief little thing about what took place over the weekend. And no, I'm not going to really get into a whole, a whole lot. Uh... And then I'll go over the well, I'll, I'll go over the standings first as well, uh, but real quick, I did not like the propaganda that was put forth this past weekend. Uh, this is the story, basically. I have to say, uh, Saturday afternoon, I just figured, okay, I'll turn it on for a couple seconds. And what was what were they talking about? They're just jumping right into the political nonsense, constantly pushing some agenda. And you know what? They have every right to do. They have every right to have their political views and opinions. But I just want to watch basketball. I don't want to hear political agenda from either side. Honestly, either side. I just wanted to watch some basketball. Some some fun little interactions. You know, skills competition, three-point contest, slam dunk competition. You know, nothing really to preview with the All-Star game other than, well, these guys are playing these guys. Woo-hoo, bada-bing, bada-boom. Turns out it ended up being a good game that I watched 0% of. I watched 0% of the dunk contest, 0% of the three-point contest, 0% of the skills competition. When I heard the political stuff going on, uh, it was literally about five minutes, Shaquille O'Neal, Ernie Johnson, all that stuff. I turned it off, and I was done for the weekend. Good night. I mean, I you know, there's, there's how many news channels on TV that are talking about politics every second, right? This person doesn't like this person. That person doesn't like that person. Turn it off. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, go ahead and watch it. Go ahead and watch the news channels. When I just, I just want to get away from that for a second. But no, you can't get away from it anymore. Those days are gone. we got to all have our little this and that. So what did I do? I turned it off, and I moved on with my weekend. I watched some hockey. Wait, yep, thank God hockey was still going. And I did not watch the Olympics. I just don't, I, I, I can't get into it. Uh, you know, I can't. I, I tried. I can't. Snowboarding is just not something I want to watch. It's not. Uh, most of the other stuff, if you like it, you like it. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to make fun of you for liking it, so... That's pretty much my point of view for the weekend. Uh, it turned out to be a great game, and I don't really regret uh, missing it, though. What took place with Jimmy Butler? Come on, man. Seriously? Seriously, Jimmy? Uh, nice double-double by Carl Anthony Towns. What was it? 17 points, 10 rebounds. Again, I didn't watch a second of it, so that's what he did. 17 points and 10 rebounds. That's great. That's wonderful. I, I love it. that he. I, I love that he performed well. Um... <laughs> I heard non. I heard that there was nonstop political commentary going on the entire weekend, and it's just I'm glad I didn't watch it. Bleep that, you know. Go watch CNN. Go watch Fox News. Go watch C-SPAN. Go watch this channel, that channel, uh, CNBC, this NBC, that NBC. You know, just go watch that, okay? If, if you want politics and politics news, this and that, but mostly politics. Uh, there's talk radio for both sides of the party, both sides of the spectrum, this and that. You know what? I wanted to watch basketball, and I didn't get it, so I'm not going to watch it. Sorry. I'm in, Put them together. Oh, yeah, that's great. Politics, sports, fun. Politics, not fun. Put them together. What? I mean, that's f- f- freaking awful. Doesn't work. Sorry. So, as for Jimmy Butler, come on, man. 
<laughs> okay, and I know all the Timberwolves fans out there like, hey, you know, hey, that's, that's fine if he wants to relax and not, not give a crap about the All-Star game. Then don't go. Reject the invitation. You know, give somebody else the spot. Whatever. I still love you, Jimmy. I still love you, but I don't like the way you handled this. That's And if the hungover thing is going on, you're still up taking shots at, you know, at four in the morning. That Please tell me that's not true. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. That's dumb. But at least they had several days to... Hopefully he's not hungover anymore, right? No, I, I like that, he, that he's taking the regular season seriously, the Timberwolves seriously, and that's kind of his whole point of view of it. I'm much more interested in the uh, regular season than the, than the All-Star game, and obviously, hopefully, the playoffs much more so than any regular season. You know, so don't turn into the Seattle Supersonics in the in the early 90s. As good as they were, they couldn't win a freaking playoff series for a little while there. Uh, but <laughs> for a little while there. After that wonderful uh, playoff run they had in 92-93, they were stuck losing in the first round every year, including the one year they had the number one seed in all of basketball. Oh, the Kamei Matembo embracing the ball on the ground. Oh, it just made me sick. I was so pissed. I wanted Seattle to win that year. Oh, I was so pissed. But the right team won that year. Uh, just loved what Hakeem Olajuwon was able to do. Those moves on uh, Patrick Ewing in the finals and along the way. and It was amazing. So the right team won the championship that year. Congratulations, Houston. Uh, all these years later, of course. That's who the Wolves will be playing next. We'll get to that in a second. So there's your All-Star Weekend. That's, a, that's my opinion of the All-Star Weekend. You don't have to agree with anything I'm saying. But then again, I didn't really give much of an opinion. It's like, I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about I don't want to watch politics, but I'm watching basketball. Let's just watch basketball. I don't care if you're Kid Rock or LeBron James. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch basketball. Basketball. Do you hear that little dribbling sound in the background? And the, that, that subtle little sound, you know, when the ball goes through the, the hoop. Nice, crisp sound. That's all I want to hear. That's all. There's nothing like an empty gym and that echo. Oh, it is the most beautiful sound in the world, isn't it? That's what I want to think about, basketball. We can get into politics. There's plenty of time for politics. But that wasn't the time, okay? Is, is, is that okay that I said that? Can I get a... Can I... Can I Show of hands, an imaginary show of hands out there. People that may, maybe agree with what I said. Is that okay? All right. Well, and I talked about Jimmy Butler, blah, blah, blah. We'll be playing Zach Levine again coming up, which is great. WGN and, of course, Fox Sports North locally. National television tonight, Houston Rockets in Houston. Ouch. Um, Some people think the Wolves are going to win there. If we can't beat them here, we're going to beat them there. No. But, again, we'll get back to that in a quote. Three seconds here. I just want to look at the, what is it, the two two thirds season report card, something like that. Toronto Maple Leafs. No, the Toronto <laughs> Toronto Raptors are still number one in the Eastern Conference. That's extremely impressive. But watch out for the Cleveland Cavaliers. That chemistry looks a lot different now. It looks like something that works. Uh, Cleveland starting out the season didn't look good. They didn't. Um, you knew right away that something might be up here. You got some interesting names. But they had a they, they reeked of the Brooklyn Nets and then unfortunately the Celtics in the later stages of that group when guys are older and they don't really have what they had before. Like the magic in the wand is gone. You're just getting little magic dust falling out of it now. And that's about it. And that's kind of what happened to, with Dwayne Wade and all that. Um, and obviously Isaiah Thomas, just not a good mix. Not doing too good at Lakerland either so far. I'm not sure Vince is too worried about that because... Uh, well, they might be the next Miami Heat here coming up very, very, very soon. Lakers are looking uh, 
interesting going into the off season. The off season coming up. Toronto Raptors leading the Eastern Conference. Boston right behind them. About well, about two games, I guess. Weird. Uh, Cleveland still a ways behind, but watch out. Washington in fourth. Washington and Indiana would be kind of a fun series, but unfortunately, after the first three teams, that's kind of no man's land. As much as you might like Philadelphia, Miami, all those teams, Milwaukee, Indiana, Washington, as much as you might like those teams, it's, that's no man's land. Um, the Wolves may or may not be in that category. A lot of people want to believe the Wolves are non-factors in competing for the Western Conference, but hopefully, hopefully uh, we, we turn some heads. So far, I guess not. Second round is a strong possibility because obviously somebody's got to get to the second round and play Houston or Golden State, but we'll see what happens there. Um, I agree with Vince's uh, take, Vince Germano on the Courtside Podcast about the Detroit Pistons firing uh, Stan Van Gundy. I I think so. That didn't work out. Uh, people ticked off at Tom Thibodeau with about certain things here, but uh, no, um, it's Stan Van Gundy. This the whole president and coach situation. Luckily, I think it is working out enough here. And that uh, the Detroit Pistons is not working out. Minnesota's 11 games above 500 for the first time in a long time, which is wonderful. Uh, Houston so far leading the Western Conference, believe it or not, slightly ahead of the Golden State Warriors. Number two, San Antonio Spurs three. And the Wolves and the Spurs, mano y mano, <laughs> just like Mano Ginobili, right? Who had a funny little thing going on recently where he tried to... <laughs> he, <laughs> He missed the free throw he needed to make, the first one. And he made the free throw he needed to miss, and he was kind of chuckling, and they ended up losing the game to the Spurs. Minnesota and San Antonio, interesting thing. Uh, it's surprising how good the Spurs still are, even without Kawhi Leonard. They're still hanging in there, but they'll have no chance in you know where beating Houston or Golden State in the second round, uh, should they get to the second round, uh, which I think they will, without Kawhi Leonard. But uh, if Minnesota can get that third seed, that'd be pretty exciting. Again, watch out for those Utah Jazz, though. Kind of cool-looking uniforms, this and that. Donovan Mitchell, congratulations on the dunk competition championship and all that. Looks like a nice, exciting prospect for those Utah Jazz. Congratulations to Ricky Rubio on a nice, solid season so far. He's not spectacular, but he's he's a good fit for that group and good for them. Um, right now, Minnesota and Oklahoma City, like I predicted in the beginning of the season, would be tipping off in the first round of the playoffs. And I think the Wolves could win that series. They'd be in for a big battle, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Westbrook would have some huge games. we know that. Uh, who, who knows what else would happen. Paul George, maybe the future Laker, going over to the, uh, <laughs> I mean, joining LeBron James maybe in the offseason if things do indeed go that direction. The next Miami Heat could be the Lakers coming up. And they've won 23 games so far. So good on Vince Germano, Stu Benson, Kalen Woods' uh, Los Angeles Lakers as Chick Hearn would say back in the good old days of the 80s, 70s, and 60s and all that when the Lakers were in Los Angeles, of course, for the first time when they first went to <laughs> when they first went there in the early 60s. Let's move on. We got some games to preview, and then segment number two will be the fan interaction. So a little introduction there, but a lot of stuff going on. Let's go. Houston Sprockets. It's basically Sprockets is Houston Sprockets will be hosting the Timberwolves. And good on them. Obviously, uh, Jimmy Butler's averaging 22 points a game. I, I was going to go over some of the Wolves numbers pre-All-Star break and all that, but that's okay. You get the idea. Butler's already up to 22 points a game, and good on him. James Harden's leading the league in scoring, 31.3 a game. We know what he does. He torches the Wolves every time he plays us. Clint Capella's one of those awesome, awesome role players who can play defense, can rebound. The kind of guy the Wolves would love to have. Of course, he puts the ball in the basket. 
for the Rockets. High field goal percentage leads the league in that category. Uh, about two blocks a game. I love Clint Capella. Anybody that doesn't like him, well, I can understand in terms of when you're playing against him, if you don't like him. You know, there's always that guy on the other team, like the Draymond Greens of the world. You don't like him because he's kicking your butt. And, you know, and it's really frustrating. Like, how is this ogre kicking our butts? Well, because he's good and, and he's he's valuable. He's, he's doing a good job. Uh, the Rockets continue to win games. They've won all of their last five at a bare minimum here. They continue to roast and toast everybody and good on them. They've won 10 in a row at this stage. Ouch. <laughs> but, yep, uh, all of their last five, of course, including pwning the Wolves most recently, 126-108, and then squeaking past the uh, Sacramento Kings, 191. Huh. Those Kings are kind of pesky, aren't they? Remember how they hung in there with the Wolves? It's a weird team, and we'll be playing them uh, as the third game of the four here coming up. Clint Capella, though, that's the kind of guy the Wolves could really use, and what a factor he's been for the Rockets. Uh, Gerald Green's been nice off the bench, about 13 points a game. So he's been a nice addition to the Rockets. Of course, Eric Gordon does what he does. Shoots a few too many threes for what percentage he's making. Not the best, but still averaging about 18 and a half. Chris Paul is what he is. He's always going to miss time, but when he's good, he's good. Uh, again, breaking down a little bit. I think his career is going to be over in the next two to three years. He'll be either retired or very close to it in the next two to three years. That's my prediction on Chris Paul. Too many injuries over the course of his career. Uh, the bearded one, James Harden, of course. MVP candidate. I think he's going to get it this year. That's just my opinion. Uh, probably. I, I think he is. If the Rockets stay number one in the West, that's pretty much James Harden's trophy right there. Um, he does everything, baby. Uh, he makes his shots. He does everything but play defense. He'll get steals. Of course, the old Corey Brewer statistic where he'll get steals at his defense. Not necessarily great. He'll, he'll force, uh, and Rubio, of course, too. People talk about Rubio's defense. It's okay. It's not great. Um, but uh, Harden still managing to get about two steals a game. I don't like the Wolves' chances in this game. I think the Rockets win their 11th in a row. Wolves will hang in there, make it interesting for a little while. Carl Anthony Towns will be the best player on the floor in this game. Uh, maybe Butler will have some type of a crazy game, and that's what the Wolves are going to need if they're going to beat the Rockets. I think the Wolves need two players to get to 30 in the game, and it would be Butler and Carl Anthony Towns, in my humble opinion, if the Wolves are going to beat the Rockets on the road, it would be one of those amazing, amazing games like the Wolves did a couple of years ago in April against the uh, Golden State Warriors on national television. What a fun, 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 fun game that was. And yes, the Wolves did beat the Warriors once last year as well. That was fun. That was in Target Center, though. To beat the Warriors in Oracle, oh, when they were, you know, still chasing that that 72 uh, wins from the Bulls, that was pretty impressive. But they still freaking got it. Oh. <laughs> but they didn't win one more game, though. Oh, I'm so sorry to say that. Uh, Rockets, though, obviously, yeah, they'll they'll win the game, in my humble opinion. I think it's going to be something of the likes. 124 to... It'll be an okay game, I think. It's going to be one of those good ones. 124, 118, something like that. I think the Wolves will put in a wonderful effort. Guys maybe banged up, a bit beat up, tired from all freaking minutes from uh, Mr. Thibodeau, but the Rockets will outlast the Wolves and win their 11th game in a row. Chicago, the Chicago Bulls, led by Zach Levine at this stage, top scorer in uh, on that club, of course, and he's been wonderful in his return and good on him. At this stage, averaging 17 points a game or so, a little above that, 40% uh, from downtown, 40% from downtown. Remember, he started off like, okay, he'd have some good games. Obviously, the first game is always going to be really like a, an adrenaline rush and all that. 
Uh, will we see Chris Dunn this time? It'd be nice. It'd be nice to see. The Bulls have won two out of their last five. Of course, that was earlier in the month. They lost just last just last night to the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. 116-115. Whoo, boy, in United Center. I'm going to check that one out. I'm going to check it out real quick. Might as well. Uh, oh, and then I screwed something up. Good job, Joe. Okay. So how, how did things turn out in this one? Just curiosity. How did the Bulls do? How did the Bulls do? Chris Dunn's back. Okay, so that's mainly what I wanted to see. So Chris Dunn is back, but he, oof, boy, suffering a bit there. But he's missed, he'd missed a lot of time with that concussion protocol. 2 of 11 from the floor. Mm, Zach Levine, 23, though. Bobby Portis with 38. Holy crap, man. Bobby Portis with 38. Damn. Mano Imano with Ben Simmons, I suppose, huh? A bit. Ben Simmons, 32. Joel Embiid, 30. Wow, that's a nice duo, isn't it? Uh, Philadelphia is still a long way to go, though, in terms of becoming a competitive team, but they will be in the postseason for the first time in a bit, and good on them there, eh? So, good job to the, uh, good job by the Sacramento Kings in that one. No doubt there. Uh, Zach Levine, though, for me, yeah, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun game. I don't think the Wolves lose to the freaking Bulls again. Unless Levine goes out for another 30-something or Bobby Portis has a game like he did. I don't know where that came from. Good on him, though. Jeez, nice game by Bobby Portis. Uh, I expect Chris Dunn to have a good game, though. I, I think he'll step it up coming up here Saturday night. Back-to-back -back game. Wolves will lose to the Rockets. I'm sure they'll be a bit tired. That's the scare, but it will be in Target Center, the closed, the, the, <laughs> the comfortable confines of Target Center. The Wolves will win the game. I'm going to go with the likes of one... Jimmy Butler will be the leading scorer, no doubt. Jimmy Butler is going to get close to 40 in the game, I think. Levine will get upper 20s, low 30s. Yep, it's going to be a, it's going to be similar to the last game, but I think the Wolves will outlast Chicago. Something of the likes of 120 to 117. It's going to be very close. Free throws down the stretch by Jeff Tigg and Butler will lead the way for Minnesota. Andrew Wiggins, hopefully you can see him step up against Houston and Chicago, but I believe, again, Butler will be the leading scorer with the Bulls, and again, the best player on the floor against Houston will be Carl Anthony Towns. Monday, the 26th of February, as we wrap up the month here against the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento, California, the home of the Tomatoes, yes, NBA TV, one of those little fan games they have early in the, early in the week. Or it's the same old team, right? <laughs> no, same old team. Well, we just recently played them. You got Darren Fox. He's got this nice future, but still a long way to go there. Buddy Heald is making 43% from downtown, so good on him there. But playing more of a off-the-bench kind of a role, uh, the Sacramento Kings. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Sacramento Kings have won one out of their last five, including just barely losing to Minnesota in Target Center at Feb 11. George Hill, of course, gone to Cleveland. Sacramento, again, I don't know. They have veterans on their team, and they have young. They have a couple of young guys and a lot of veterans, this and that. They're a weird team. Like, nobody's that great at this stage, but they just kind of hang in games. Like, every game they've lost, they barely lost. I mean, they lost to Portland by a little bit. They lost to Houston only by nine. They lost to Minnesota by five. I mean, that's kind of weird. So, and they beat Dallas pretty soundly. Sacramento's weird. Uh, for some reason, I don't know about this one. This is a tough, tough week here. Of course, Houston, Chicago, Sacramento, and then Portland at Portland. Oh, the Wolves historically have played pretty well in Sacramento for the most part. It's just, th this team is weird. I remember for a couple of years there, the Wolves would win in Sacramento and lose in Target Center, which was really weird, and that almost happened again just recently. Sorry for the noise here. Um... 
Oh boy, where do you go with this one? Mm. I expect Wiggins to have a really good game in this game. Uh, Wiggins has usually played well against the Kings. It's just, these matchups, there's something funny about basketball. The same guys always play well against the same teams, uh, most of the time. Um, like, like, uh, uh, Zach Levine against the Clippers, always big, and then against the Lakers as well. Zach Levine, it was all the time. And, of course, he played for UCLA. There's always some kind of connection. Wiggins is just a good matchup for him. I expect Wiggins to have one of his better games here. I think this will be uh, probably, well, Sacramento and Portland, he tends to play well against both of them. Well, I love Butler against Portland, too. Oh, But I, I think this will be Wiggins' best game of the week, 25-plus in the game. Ooh, do we survive this one? Hmm, I will pick a win. I'll pick a win for the Minnesota in this game because I don't like the Portland game at all, to be quite honest. Uh, Wiggins will get 25-plus. Minnesota's going to outlast the Kings. Something of the likes, 108-100, 108-105. It's going to be close. 108-100. Minnesota will survive. Sacramento, a brutal back-and-forth game. Both teams will lead uh, by seven or more. But uh, the other team will catch up. It'll be a seesaw battle. Andrew Wiggins and the Wolves will win the game. Wiggins will lead the team in scoring. Guys like Butler and Townsend will all get 20. I think you'll get 20 from all three of the quote-unquote big three with the Wolves. But Wiggins will actually be the leading scorer with 25-plus in the game. Portland, let's start out the month of March on TNT. March 1st against the Portland Trailblazers, eh? Not bad. Yeah, I... I Mm, yeah, this, this one is a loss. I, I, I don't trust this game. A lot of people think, oh, we played well against Portland. Yes, we have, but I don't like this game. I, I haven't even looked at the uh, season series recently, but yeah, we played Sacramento and we'll uh, <laughs> actually already know the records against these teams, so that's fine. We'll look at Portland a little bit here. And yes, the Wolves have played well against the Blazers this year. We're 2-0 and against them. Nope. What is this? Okay, yeah, we did recently lose in Portland, 123-114. I think it'll be a season split. <clears throat> I would love to sweep or uh, take a 3-1 to victory over the Portland Trailblazers. It's a home-and-home home thing. Uh, Minnesota beat Portland by one point. Huge breakout game by Butler on the 18th of December. 38-point game. That was when Butler was, like, in bleeping mode. Like, I'm the guy, man. Let, let's go. Then we crushed Portland, 120-103 on the 14th of January. And then 10 days later, get beat by 9 in Portland in the Rose Garden. I think the Blazers force a season split here on the 1st of March on TNT. Wiggins will have another good game. I think Butler is going to get to 30-plus in the game. Hopefully Towns can do the same. I feel good about that at the end of the day. <sighs> Boy, it's a good team, though. Uh, you got all these good players, Nurkic and all that, but, of course, Damian Lillard is one of the best players in the league, and he got to go to the All-Star game, which is good. Some years he got snubbed, and it's like, you're like, how can you snub Damian Lillard? I understand you got Curry and Harden and Westbrook over here, and that's what does make it hard, but he's he's right up there with those guys. Maybe if, if he's second tier, I think he's first and a half at bare minimum if those guys are first tier, if he's not first tier. I consider Lillard a first-tier guard in the NBA. Uh, he's that good. He shoots a ton of three-pointers, of course, and he makes a good number of them. McCollum's better, though. He's a better th three-point shooter. More deadly, but I think uh, but Lillard, obviously, the overall better player. In a sense, the overall leader of the club. He's the captain and all that. Alfa Camino shows that athleticism on occasion, and he can scorch the net. Shabazz Napier can hit threes off the bench. Obviously, good, a, a good solid team. A team that'll never win anything, though, unfortunately, as you all probably know, without some kind of a crazy LeBron James type of move, as the NBA has become that. That's a funny-looking image. It looks like Carl Anthony Towns is getting punched in the forehead. 
<laughs> by one of the Blazers. Oh boy! Yep. Most recently, most recently, pardon me, Andrew Wiggins did lead the Wolves in scoring with 24. I, I think he'll get something like that again. He was the only guy on the Wolves roster to get to 20. I expect a 20-point game from Jamal Crawford. Yes, I like the way Crawford plays against uh, his his former club, one of his kajillion former clubs. He was in Portland for quite a while, and he played great there uh, before he went to Clipperland after flirting with us for quite a while and all those trade rumors and all that that the Wolves never were able to pull off. Uh, I don't expect to win, though. I think Portland's going to win the game. Uh, high scoring. Every game is high scoring. The Wolves score a lot, and their opponents score a lot. If this is a low scoring game somehow, somehow, I think the Wolves win. If the Wolves' defense is really locked in, I think they win the game. But I'm expecting higher scoring in Portland on TNT and this and that. Lillard's going to get 30-something. Uh, McCollum's going to get upper 20s, low 30s. Those guys are going to combine. like they all, Every time they play against us, they combine for almost 60 points, for crying out loud. And I expect the same. Uh, I think Butler will have a good game, but Wiggins will probably, he'll be up there. Wiggins is going to have to have a huge game for the Wolves to be in it down the stretch. Carl, of course, you always want Carl to play well. He doesn't have his best games against Portland. Didn't get a double-double in this one, which is fairly rare. Uh, Butler, oh, he wasn't available for that game, was he? Nope, Butler was sick, so that didn't help either. This time with Butler available, it'll be a closer game. Okay, I forgot about that. Butler was out for that game. Hmm. Well, that makes a difference. Uh, Butler will Butler will score in the 20s in the game. I think Butler and Wiggins will score in the 20s. Carl will be in the upper teens, something like that. But Portland will still win the game, something of the likes. 124, 120, close, frustrating. 124, it might be 124, 116, something like that. I think Portland pulls away down the stretch and wins the game. And the Wolves end up uh, gaining a split, unfortunately, during the course of this week. So... That's pretty much how I see things. I expect a couple of good games from Wiggins, particularly after pulling in the Johnny Flynn Memorial last week. Yeah, uh, obviously that's got a stick in his craw. Not that I gave him the Johnny Flynn Memorial, because he probably never heard the show, but that uh, he's probably mad at himself for how things have been going of late, and uh, frustrated a bit as well. So that's where I'm standing with the Wolves. Two and two week, Wiggins will have a nice little rebound, at least in the last two games here. And if he has a huge week, maybe the Wolves can go three and one. Other than that, though, let's uh, get to fan interaction right after this. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, with the final segment in this case, Fan Interaction. So yes, that's why you're getting the bumper music in front of Fan Interaction. I like to just keep it that way, as we lead in things the way we have in the past. At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion, is the Twitter account, the Twitter account, Levi Antony Brown, retweeting the most recent show, and Vince Germano, thank you very much guys for retweeting the show and keeping the, your uh, followers up on the show. I'm more than obliged to retweet the uh, Courtside Podcast. Obviously, a huge endorsement for me, and a huge endorsement back from them. Thank you guys very much. Uh, it's a little conversation with Vince about... Yeah, um, what was Vince saying? Where where was it? Oh, it was a conversation about... What was Vince saying? About people getting way too sensitive... Oh, I wish I could pick that up. Uh, he was kind of tweeting back and forth. I was saying how oh, people are too in, 
too sensitive, so unnecessary, snowflakes. What was he saying? Did he delete it? What's going on here? What's going on here, Vince? What's going on? What's going on? And of course, this thing, yeah. I probably won't even <clears throat> find it too soon. Hmm. Very interesting there. Hmm. Where is it? Vince, you are in trouble now. It was right there. Okay, that's what it was. Oh, the thing with J.J. Reddick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think I'll leave that alone for now. Yes, yes. So, I guess that's it. Okay, uh, Vince Germano tweeting from uh, John Krasinski, saying that J.B., I'm guessing, Jimmy Butler, yep, needs to work on his connection with Wiggins. Yes. Uh, John Krasinski was tweeting out, Wolves all-star duo works on forging connection for stretch run, theathletic.com. And yep, I love that uh, publication. Yep, they're talking about that there. Uh, the all-star duo, Butler and Towns, but also Wiggins. Yes, Butler and Wiggins. It would be better if that connection didn't improve. I agree with you in a big way, Vince Germano there. Fairly quiet week, of course, with no games to talk about at this stage. So they'll be coming up. Before I get to the Facebook page for myself, I'll get to the Facebook page for Flips Army, as I always like to endorse that page as well for Facebook. Facebook, uh, Flips Army, look that up. Follow it, like and follow it, all that conversation in the in-game threads and news and all that, Wolves news, NBA news, this and that. Stay away from any Warriors stuff because I don't want to look at that. But that's just me. Uh, Freaking Rockets too, heck with that, right? <laughs> but that's just my humble opinion. Gosh, these days, I don't know I don't know who I like anymore. Oh, boy. It's getting really old, some of the nonsense out there. <sighs> so, Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Do like and follow that page if you could. Conversate on there. And let's see if there's any interaction. This might be a super quiet week. We'll say, uh, huh. wow, I think it is a super quiet week. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of short, huh? That's it, I guess, for the fan interaction. So I will spread the news about the... Uh, <laughs> Timberwolves Explosion, well, the Stitcher account, of course, that's for Android and all that. Well, it can be an Apple or Android Stitcher if you don't like iTunes Stitchers out there or if you don't have iTunes or Stitcher. And, of course, there's Double Twist for Android applications. Also, again, there's other ways to get on via even Google where you could actually put it on your homepage on your phone. The T, uh, It's the RSS account or RSS feed, whatever. It actually can kind of come off as an application, which is a shortcut right to it, and it'll just play them right away off of Google. I sometimes it sometimes yeah when you look it up, it'll show it'll you you can you'll have that option right away to do that. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but when it works, it's pretty cool. Uh, I have Brave the Wild and Timberwolves Explosion up that way. Also check out Purple Mafia, of course. State of the Vikings. That show is almost done. That project is two-thirds done. Two out of three segments are wrapped up. Just going to do the fan interaction, letting things bleed out first for fans to interact about the MVP. Uh, biggest disappointment, biggest uh, surprise of the season when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings and all that. So if you're a Vikings fan, do get on that show and interact with that Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Herbal Mafia show. Or for that, if you want to get involved with that. Of course, the phone lines for this show, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Keep it to about three minutes, of course. Well, then again, the that line is a three-minute limit, so you have to keep it to three minutes. Also, the call now button on the Facebook page goes directly to the same line through Facebook Messenger. Obviously, no charge as long as you're on some kind of internet of some sort. You're good to go there. It's the same three-minute limit. Then there's the audio submission route, which is five minutes. 
Oh, I, well, you can do it forever, but I prefer five minutes, something like that. Uh, just use the uh, free voice recording application on your phone. Treat it like a phone call. Statement, shout out, all that. Keep it to about five minutes. You could maybe go longer. Save it and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. All this information will be in the show description. Also going to talk about the Courtside Podcast some more. Wonderful show with Wayne Hunt. I keep calling him Hank McCoy because that was his nickname forever. And it's stuck in my mind forever and ever and ever. Wayne Hunt, or Wayno as he calls himself on the show. Vince Germano, Vinrock, and Stu Benson. Uh, Wayne Hunt is a Memphis fan, and Vince Germano and Stu Benson are Laker fans. It's a basketball show. They don't specifically talk about their teams. They prefer to talk about their teams here and there. Like, when they talk about them, there's a little more emotion involved, we'll say. But generally speaking, it's a big-time uh, NBA show that I highly, highly, highly endorse. You can get you can get them on well, uh, iTunes or Podbean. iTunes or Podbean. They officially work with Podbean. And all the shows are free. Now, there's no premium shows anymore, even though there'll still be premium shows, I'm sure, but there won't be that little $20 a year thing. I'm still looking to join the uh, <laughs> Courtside Network at some point, as I've been kind of messing around lately. And, of course, busy schedules, and we don't get to interact as much as we'd like sometimes because it's international. Would love to start up that uh, <laughs> Showtime with T-Wolves show again with Vince Germano. The feed's still there. All you got to do is record a show and put it in there, and the show is back uh, up and running again. It's been in a dormant state for quite a while now. For a couple of years, unfortunately, a Lakers and Timberwolves show. Me and Vince just, like, it was usually on what I would call Friday nights and his Saturday afternoons. Of course, I'm in Minnesota. He's in Australia. Hank McCoy slash Wayne, Wayne Hunt and Stu Benson are all Australians. Vince Germano is from Melbourne, Australia. Hank McCoy from Sydney. And I do believe Stu is also from Sydney. And if not, please correct me, Stu, if you're listening. Because he, he, he's the one that hates me very much, so he doesn't, he might not be listening. He just hates my guts. Okay, not too bad. <laughs> they make a wonderful little trio there on the Courtside Podcast. Just a great show to listen to. Um, I was a big fan well before I even knew the guys. I was like, wow, this show's really good. Then I started trying to interact with them after listening to a few shows. Back in 2012 is when I started listening. They've been around since at least 2011, I think 2010-ish. And then Timberwolves Explosion is 2008. We're very long podcasters. We've been hanging around for many, many years. I'm a 10-year veteran now. Uh, as of January the 28th, that was my 10th birthday as a podcaster. 10th. Do you realize that? And I didn't even mention it. See, that's how, that's how nice and humble I am. I didn't even think about it. Plus, my my friend was, was not doing well at the time. It's like that's the last thing I wanted to do was make anything about me at that point. I mean, but, you know, I mean, now it's been almost a month since then. January 28th was the 10th anniversary of Paladino Live, the very first podcast I ever did. I did 22 episodes of that and then decided to split things up. Uh, Purple Mafia started before Paladino Live got dispersed, but so I took the Vikings, any Viking commentary off of Paladino Live and moved it over to Purple Mafia, started that up in April 2008, and then, of course, Paladino Live officially split in half into Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild in the summer, the late summer, in August 2008. And I've been doing it ever since. Uh, I'm a 10-year veteran in podcasting. It is... Wow, I can't believe it. And I'm, just, I'm still on the sportsstuff.com. I, I hardly ever hear from Dylan anymore. He's always busy. He's got his new kids and everything. Um, great guy. Uh, got with a new wife and all that. Uh, he's, you know, So, you know, there's complications in life, this and that, that take place. Your wife divorces you. What, 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 what do you do? I mean, it's not like I'm sitting here gossiping about anything. It's just it, it happened. His wife divorced him. And he met someone new, and uh, things are going very well. He's very happy, 
Yeah, and that's good to see. So that's how things go. I mean, we, we all have, <laughs> I should say, we all have difficulties at times. Um, no marriage is perfect. <laughs> no marriage is perfect. Even the most perfect marriage you'll ever see on Facebook, it's not, you don't really know what's going on in closed doors. They might not agree on anything. And it doesn't mean it's abusive. It just means they don't agree on anything. They don't, they don't mesh. And that's how it goes sometimes. So, yeah. Well, hmm. Other than that, boy, I'm surprised. Well, it's nice to have a short show once in a while. I don't usually do shows, shows this short, but this is short enough, I suppose, or long enough, I suppose. Courtside does these on, on occasion, about 30-some minutes, and it's a mini-sode. I guess you could call this a mini-sode, then. Mini-sode! Mini-sode! Welcome into the Timberwolves Explosion Podcast. I'm your host, Wayno. Okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Thank you for listening. God bless you. We'll be back next week with hopefully a three-in-one week, but I'm thinking split at the very least. Don't go one and three. Please don't go one and three.